Bird Girl, the spinoff to Harvey Birdman, Attorney at Law, which was itself a spinoff to Space Ghost Coast to Coast, a cartoon spoof talk show parodying characters of Hanna-Barbera, the famous animation studio that produced Scooby-Doo, The Flintstones, Space Ghost, and Dino Boy, and virtually everything else that you'd see on Boomerang. You're listening to today's episode. So you said before you watched this series, you've never seen Harvey Birdman, Attorney at Law. I've never seen a full episode. Yeah, and neither had I. So when I looked up clips on YouTube, I was pleasantly surprised. You got things like Fred Flintstone on the stand. You had Scooby-Doo on the stand. (laughs) He was defending them. Fred Flintstone, he was saying, had severe concussions for all the times that he'd been bonked on the head. (laughs) <laughs> but were they saying their names like because yeah, you had their characters to... you had yogi yeah. bear on the stand as well um but this show isn't about a courtroom right no it's it's just about one of the side characters who is now the main character yeah her name's bird girl and i think her actual name is judy and then you get a ton of judy side characters. Seven. yeah and she i believe is Birdman's daughter no because she flirts with Birdman all the time that would be extremely weird oh she yeah. is the daughter of of the guy uh, who owns the firm Seven and Seven. She is now the CEO of. He died, I believe, either in the first episode. I think he'd fake died before once. Again, trying to keep track of everything was like keeping track of the Marvel Universe. Yeah, there are are a lot of characters that they kind of give you. Well, I wanted to ask you because I I went into the opening talking about how many shows that this had been preceded by. But do you have any idea how many spinoffs Space Ghost Coast to Coast actually has? Oh, I have no idea. I didn't even know this was a spinoff of Space Ghost Coast to Coast. Well, I, I mean, the first one that they talk about is Cartoon Planet. Have you heard of that I've never heard of it. Then you got the Brack Show. No. <laughs> Aqua Teen Hunger Force. Oh, Aqua Teen Hunger Force, yeah. Which Wait, that was a spinoff? Yes. <laughs> originally, those characters, Master Shake, Frylock, and Meatwad, were corporate mascots of a fictional fast food <laughs> food chain. And they gave them their own That was called show. Burger Trench, and they were side characters on one of the episodes. The only episode of the Aqua Teen Hunger Force I had seen was the pilot where they tried to investigate a murder of a car. Well, Aqua Teen Hunger Force has gone on for years. Yeah. Um, not without its own controversies. I think at one point they had a bomb scare as part of their pr- um, promotion. In like 2007, they started putting out these like pl- uh, plates that had like um, wires in the back of them. And so the police got called and uh, I think the CEO of uh, Cartoon Network or something ended up resigning over it. Wow. And also they owed millions of dollars to Chicago, but they didn't cancel the show. Well, I remember on our Primal podcast, we talked about how one of the pranks was they played the Aqua Teen Hunger Force movie backwards. Yes. They, yeah, they are also. Well, it was still in theaters. The first two minutes they played the regular movie of mm-hmm. because they promised they would show the entire Right, movie. That, was, that was the joke throughout the day. Yeah. And then they played, I think, the audio differently as well. I think they muted and then there was a big character that was promoting the movie while really it was just to the side very small on the screen and then the originally the show itself which again is just anthropomorphic fast food characters didn't it, it was supposed to have this plot of them being a uh, teen hunger force like uh like they would solve crimes together right yeah but within a few episodes they ditched that premise and the only reason they had it to begin with was because the cartoon network executives didn't want to have a show about just food running around doing random things but the show faked them out like the writers pretended that they were going to do something and then they just completely ditched that premise and then also surprisingly the eric andre show is considered a spinoff of 
um, Space Ghost I Coast mean, to Coast. I mean, it has the same beats. As soon but... as it was greenlit, Eric Andre talked about how he just binge-watched every single episode <laughs> he could get his hands on because he wanted to come across that way. Also, Hanna-Barbera, Hannibal Burris. That's pretty close in names. <laughs> I don't think that's the reason that and they And did chose. you know that Eric Andre is 53 years old? Wait, really? No. <laughs> I was going, yeah, he does crazy stuff. I cannot imagine a 53-year-old doing that. Yeah, the only other thing I have to say about Harvey Birdman, which... Um, was was probably still considered the superior show out of the two of these so far in, yeah in bird girl context um just because this is getting its its feet uh is that i expected it to have some correlation with the bird person in rick and morty oh the one that died in the finale well died and came back yeah. it's i mean he's underneath rick's basement or whatever as i think phoenix I, yeah, person that, or something that would have been a little uh, surprising no, i thought it was like taken adapted like because I know Adult Swim has worked with Rick and Morty before, right? Well, I wanted to know if this in any way had anything to do with Venture Bros. Because they stole this episode completely out of a three-story arc episode of Venture Bros. Oh, good. I'm proud that you have like some sort of um, uh, connection to what we're going to be talking well, about here. Yeah, because episode four deals with this building that's come to life. And that's, yeah, episode four, We Got the Internet. It's the highest rated episode of the series so far. Judy discovers her office building is alive and quite possibly trying to kill her right they're going to renovate this floor with new wiring and uh at the very beginning of the episode we kind of get a flash forward where there are two nuns who don't appear in the rest of the episode yeah i mean it's surreal humor where things will just be brought in there for a second and then just tossed right. aside their, their names are mary Catherine and sister wilma and sister wilma is like that building's coming to life and then it cuts to this weird stop motiony type of intro where it shows bird girl i've heard some of the animation is comparable to archer and then also the way that they do the jokes sometimes the jokes i can definitely see compared to archer because this relies completely on those awkward pauses okay but that slow motion intro you're talking about that's its own thing yeah it's more just like it shows bird girl and then it shows her in a ton of different places okay, and right, yeah, this get suit. to the plot <laughs> but the actual plot deals with bird girl she is in this uh, building with a ton of other people um one of them is paul he plays this really flamboyant character and one of them is have... Tony Hale. I'm not sure who it is. It might have been him. Uh, and then Rob have... Delaney is someone else. But... And then we have Charlie, and Charlie is someone who is supposed to be kind of like this scary girl that people are really fearful of. Yeah. And then we get Dog, who is probably my favorite character. He has a low voice, and he's a... he's literally just a dog with a hat on. Yes. And he had the funniest lines by far. But as the story keeps on progressing, we see that really what's happening here is before this renovation with new wires is going to come in, there's this girl so like new internet like literally because yeah. we got the internet right there's this girl it's almost kind of the human form of the building where she meets bird girl and her name's evie and evie is like i'm going to have to kill two people and then once i kill two people i'll be good and that's what the prophecy is saying because she has this evil voice in her head that's saying that that's what she has to do so two people that we never really heard of taylor and this other person i didn't get the name they get beheaded and another one gets like a pillar through them it's this really violent child so it's dark yeah and the very ending thing of it all is that evie is basically telling bird girl i used to be in this place and i don't want to be forgotten because if you get this new wiring then i'm not going to be remembered and bird girl's basically like yeah i'll remember you and then evie kind of lets go and that's where the episode ends do you think evie's going to be in future episodes i don't think so i think it was a one-time type of thing sonia Den denise um is the person who plays her and all i heard was good things about her character people wanted her character to return probably because it drove the the episode 
yeah, I mean, it was. I was surprised how late they introduced her into the episode. It was like halfway. So through. was she like an antagonist, but also a like yeah, someone an antagonist that you were supposed to supposed to like because she never was doing anything really bad. It was just a voice in her head. And you compared that. this to Venture Bros because right there was a three episode story arc at the beginning of season seven of Venture Bros where a building, um, I believe it was. Uh, Archie Venture's dad, who was it's like a headquarter human building body. or something, yeah, human embodiment of it. Um, it was like Venture Inc. or something. It's where all the main characters live, and it was kind of starting to move. And it was basically Archie Venture's dad trying to get back, like into actual. Was that reality. the guy who was like knocked out? In yeah, the you saw the first three episodes. Okay. Yeah, and uh, basically the end of that episode was that um, they weren't able to get him back, but we learned some stuff about the monarch. Here, it was just completely really random. Like the fact that two people needed to die i didn't really see a need for and the gruesome ways that they went out were like really really violent kind of shocking in like that invincible sense. uh yeah basically like again when one person gets a pillar put through them there was no lead up to that at all it just suddenly happened but you like that type of stuff like you like the entertaining shock value type of yeah but humor. this this just seemed like it was so out of place oh, okay. and, and i also want so did you end up liking the show no no wait um, really yeah because oh, okay. i want to also mention the fact that I know that doing the awkward kind of pause humor is really hard to do. And if you're able to do it well, such as like Into the Shadows, then I think that you're able to accomplish one of the hardest types of humor that's really funny. Here, though, it was just people saying a joke and then nothing afterwards. Well, how would you describe um, uh, the Bird Girl's character, Judy? Bird, like, Judy. Is, she, is she the straight person for the cast? Yeah, for the most part. Oh, but really? Because I've heard her described as chaotic. Huh, as... Well, maybe that's the reason why this episode has, has such a higher score. Because here she played, she was probably my second favorite character, um, as opposed to Dog. But the thing is, is that <laughs> I think Judy, Dog has been said to be like a ripoff of one of the characters from oh, the original. No, he totally is, but he he has the funniest lines. Like when they're talking about um, earlier on in the episode, there's a joke about the fact that Charlie is so scary that they have somewhat kind of scary music behind her. Mm -hmm. And when Dog is talking about the renovations, he's like, "Guys, I don't see any place for my fax machine." And then the scary music plays. <laughs> so I was like, "That that's funny." And also, uh, the ending joke is that someone's like where's dog almost like where's perry and phineas and ferb and you see that he wasn't even there the whole time he's like smoking a cigarette at his home and reading a book so you so, get these sideway right exactly. of, of funny moments and, with and there's a side uh, storyline where we see that gracie who's this green person who has a superpower is in love with this person or not in love with this person is more like friends with benefits with brian but brian is someone who is kind of starting to catch feelings so gracie continually over and over again is just making him forget that they like had sex because he's trying to say that he wants to have a relationship when you say makes him forget that. you mean like with a superpower yeah so you see D like does bird girl have a superpower because in the original i i looked a while for this because i know that bird man does have power he gets right. it from the sun he's able to fly he doesn't use it really that much in the show he's also got like energy um force fields and stuff that he can use but bird girl i think she just slaps on a costume well, are one, her wings real like i don't know what she flies with boots one huge oh. problem i had with this show was we didn't get a lot of bird girl we only got bird girl in her suit you probably got a lot of her minutes, in the first three episodes maybe but i wanted to see more of it because it seems like she had a cool costume and cool powers she even is able to fly with gracie on top of her so i assume she has some type of super strength yeah but over, overall the show just didn't but you utilize. didn't see her fight crime as much as as no you this, saw Evie kill this was literally just going up to Evie. they go to this weird pond like thing 
thing in their mind, kind of like, and it's a, just a, a weird pawn thing in their mind. Well, basically, what it is is Gracie and Evie fly very, very close to E. Uh, sorry, Gracie and Burgle fly close to Evie, and when they do, they're transported to this other like dimension, mm-hmm. basically, where Evie is kind of uh, someone in the clouds, and Gracie and Judy. Uh, bird girl they are talking to her and that's where bird girl's like yeah i'll remember you if you promise just to stop hurting people and then evie leaves but another huge problem with the show that i had was the fact that every single character except for dog and judy were kind of annoying like the side characters yeah like paul for example yeah. i couldn't stand i couldn't stand they've him. been comp- some of the bad reviews say that they're stale yeah very much so and they're overly done like I find it was overly done. You yeah, mean... like I've seen those characters done in a ton of TV shows before. Oh, okay. Uh, like the very flamboyant characters are usually my favorite. I know in Sex Education, that character that they have, who's kind of gay, he's my favorite character in here. But here, he because they just go not, all out. Yeah, basically, and yeah. Paul is not funny. He's put into a room, and they give him a ton of fart jokes. And and Charlie and <laughs> okay. Paul, Charlie and Paul. Well, I was gonna add because the other series that we've talked about are. Uh, prominently focused on poking fun at like past cartoons right, yeah uh older references did you get a lot of older references oh, you got, making yeah, fun well, of the 60s making fun actually of the 70s? you didn't get a lot of references or were they all modern 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 but old like keyboard cat for example suddenly out of so nowhere instead of going for the like the 90s to 2000s show space coast coast to coast and also um <laughs> birdman both made fun of like 60s characters right. This show is making fun of 2000s characters. It feels like the time jump doesn't really fit. The well, same. it feels like when you're making fun of Keyboard Cat, you're almost like trying to be like, hello, fellow kids, where it's like you think that you're being recent, but I you're really Steve not. Buscemi has been in some Adult Swim show. No, he was in Monster House. That was the sh- So this plot mm-hmm. reminded me of Monster House. Yeah, no, and that's a, that's a good comparison of I it. I was going to ask it, does it, does the whole episode follow one distinct plot or do they like skip around a lot? Because yeah, it, uh, about like I'd say maybe 15 minutes of the way through charlie and paul they're both put in separate rooms and almost like it i think that's another thing it was parodying you see the projection of, on the screen of like pictures yeah. that are separated but of course it's yeah. not actually scary pictures but again that's overdone when actually not scandalous pictures the character does not want put out on the internet or anything like that so these were a lot of internet uh based jokes right like and, and, the well, beginning of memes and such yeah kind of and paul for example he's realizing he's speaks too much that, did you see any characters joke. brought in from previous or other shows or no things to, no nothing no. like that okay yeah well that could be part of the reason why people are slower to accept this one decider did say stream it but the little poll that they took by the audience members yeah was kind of close also um i said this was the highest rated one the series as a whole only has like a five point something yeah maybe. i mean but it does feel like people are trying to compare it to the original and they might need to distance in that themselves sense, away yeah, from Yeah, in that sense, you're going to want to distance yourself away from it. I do think that there was a couple of funny jokes throughout. But overall, I feel what like was this was funniest? a funniest. The funniest one was definitely the dog when he was at oh, his home smoking a right, cigarette. So but, there you, another, but, there was a, but there was another one where Taylor, who is someone who got beheaded as this whole, as basically shit hit the fan. She's bouncing down the street in a head and is still able to talk. I found that joke funny as well. But overall... I don't think it's a show that people need to see, even if they like the original. The the next couple episodes are called Topple the Popple. Any idea what that one might be about? I have no idea. Okay, and then Baltimo. Baltimo. Yeah, I wasn't sure if they were gonna have like maybe a uh, connection. To... No, they didn't have any type of Easter egg in this episode. It, not really an Easter egg, but 
Um, the person who plays Bird Girl also played Bird Girl in the original mm. series. Her name is Pajette uh, Brewster, and does that name ring a bell at all? Uh, yeah, I mean, from the girl from Fast and Furious, what was her name? Jordana Brewster, is that it? <laughs> no, she's not related. Uh, she played Kathy in Friends. Do you remember Kathy? She was no. the one, I think, who dated both Chandler and Joey. I was going, I was wondering if that was the person who died. And then she was hit by a bus. She may have. I mean, I haven't seen that show in forever. Then she was in Criminal Minds for many, many years. And she's also done a lot of voice work. She was in Venture Bros for a while. Oh, who'd she play? She only played, like, independent characters oh, in a couple okay. episodes. Yeah. And then uh, Bojack. She played the um, reporter. Remember the one who was constantly trying to... And then I don't think she ends up... She ends up getting the lead on Bojack's cheating on oh, oh oh you're talking the about one who the one got yeah, married yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. It, who was with the other reporter who like she didn't like yeah. it was a play on the like, 1950s so does that character kind of rem- seem similar to this one <laughs> no um because again she plays more of the straight character where that one was outlandish but she did a good job nonetheless yeah it's hard to really go after anybody for their voice acting work it comes down mostly to writing and the jokes that are being played yeah. and it just sounds like you weren't as happy with those as you could have been first off it's short so that's that's a positive short is like 20 minutes yeah 21 minutes okay. and this isn't awful it's just boring and i feel like that's what your show especially on adult swim can't be even when you have robot chicken you know those are 11 minute clips but they do go all out in those or something yeah like it that. does it rolls over its head and again to... as i i know i know already Rick-ish. brought this point up but the violence when you have something like rick and morty for example and you have pickle rick and he's killing people and it's very gruesome why that's funny is because it's a pickle who is able to run around with it's a gun absurd, and, yeah but i think that the stuff presented in the show is still absurd the reason why it might not work is because i think some people are upset that it's trying to push a message behind it which is obviously like there's there is a feminist message yeah. behind the show but that doesn't mean that it can't be really funny yeah it, it just needs to find its own niche and it might it doesn't sound like it's doing what the first couple shows did which is take in the past and just find the humor in the ridiculousness of right it. like it, pointing out that cartoons shouldn't be able to process or live when they're constantly being hurt or like again the concussion for the Flintstones right. guy like that's that takes uh, a little bit of creativity of, of just like rewinding hey, history and I wrote down my notes I was like, like just pointing at a keyboard cat and saying haha that was funny back then yeah it's, and there's this just, weird musical montage but that's not that's it. not yeah. finding the flaw in that past no i know and i wrote down here that it could have been a show that was done in 2004 like it didn't feel like any of these jokes were really oh they weren't they weren't too progressive yeah not modern enough or be just they weren't done well (laughs) (laughs) all right so you're not a fan, not yet at least. Would you give the show another run later on in the series? Maybe? Later on, if I heard that it got really good and was able to pull almost like an Orville type thing, yeah, sure. Okay, so you're saying this was like bad. Yeah. Oh, all right. I thought you were just saying you weren't, you didn't like it that much. Well, in, in because it sounded like when you described the plot that you were, you were at least a bit well, interested. I, I was in trying it. not to give my uh, kind of opinion in the okay, plot. You just wanted but, to give your. But like in terms of other TV shows that I've watched that have been animated, this is not the worst on the list. It's just not one that I'm going to what be tuning be back to on the list? week. That begs the question. They're different shows, but Pacific Rim Black. I well, felt Pacific like... Rim is not a comedy. That's that's yeah, more an action animated. anime. That's an anime show right that's oh, yeah. netflix's venture into anime i was thinking more along the lines of like uh animaniacs which i thought was really good but it did do the thing where it took the past and it was poking fun mm-hmm. at different yeah. things and, and parodying uh 
what has come out since. It feels like this the opportunity for Bird Girl to do that would be pretty strong. Yeah, and Except it felt kind of safe. Oh, it felt safe? Yeah. What does she do as a CEO? Because it felt like part of the reason why it was I so I, outrageous that Harvey Birdman, a superhero, would then sort of like space ghost becoming a talk show host <laughs> him becoming a lawyer yeah. like her becoming a ceo is just like the her breaking thing, the glass barrier the it only, doesn't actually show her doing something funny yeah the only thing that we even see in the episode is that she's you, she's cranking this huge machine that's like praying out memos yeah and it's supposed to be funny because of just how big this machine is and the fact that they need her because she's strong enough to do it that's all i got in terms of why she was a ceo well, I mean, it was her. Her dad was the right, president. Right, yeah. Um, and the other thing is, though, the the spinoffs that have been created have always been side characters. Mm-hmm. So it's not a surprise that she she would no, be yeah, one of the characters yeah. who got it. Usually, it was the villains like Brack and or like Zorak and stuff, who was a giant praying mantis. Mm-hmm. Um, but if you were to like watch an episode of The Simpsons now, which is nothing compared to what it used <laughs> yeah. to be, would you rather watch an episode of The Simpsons now, or would you rather watch another episode of this? For probably this. Okay. So, I mean, that, that gets, so if that helps you with answers. your rating yeah. system for the audience, yeah. Um, anything else you want to point out? No, we that, this one? that's basically it. All right. Hope you enjoyed this episode. We'll see you on the next one. Thanks for listening. Bye. Bye.